everybody. I'm Cameron. And I'm Zach. I know everything. And I know next to nothing. And this, and this is, is the Watching You Watch podcast. <laughs> so if you're tuning in for the first time, this is our Game of Thrones recap podcast mm-hmm. uh, with our special theme that I've seen it before and Zach has not Mm-mm. up until what we watched already through season one and what right. the internet has spoiled for him, <laughs> um, which is not much, admittedly. Um, so, and, and it's just a lot of fun just to watch Zach agonizing, particularly this episode. Oh we are goodness. on episode seven today. Mostly done. Um, Zach, how are you feeling? This, I, is, this episode was full of feels. It was, it was, it was freaking everywhere. Everyone's like, the game just got totally set into motion. I'll cover some of the easiest stuff, so I will start with yeah. The Wall. Yeah, Zach, recap for us episode 7 entitled You Win or You Die. <laughs> oh, which was great that they put that in there, and also that Xerxes used the actual turn, like, you know, you either win or you die in, you know, the Game of Thrones. Like, ah, Okay, but you're jumping into, like, you know, like, I, a little bit into your I summary. couldn't help it. Yeah. Okay, so Wall. Everyone has graduated from detention, and now they're like, okay, you get to, like, be different things. Yeah. You get to be a steward. You get to be a builder. You get they're to be a They're basically playing pomp and circumstance right yeah. now. Yeah, oh my goodness. And you can tell, like, he's done the speech a bunch of times. <laughs> and and then it comes down to it, and Jon Snow gets steward, which is basically, like, he says, like, a glorified housemaid to, like, one of the commanding officer dudes. Yes. And... He's all like, but I wanted to be a ranger, and a horse came back, and it's my uncle I've wasn't on it. all I've ever wanted. I want to go save my uncle and be a ranger. And good old Sam Wise, his friend, had to like be like, listen, you are going to be Stuart to literally the guy who is like one of the people in charge. He's grooming you to be a commander, but I want to be a ranger. No, shut up. This is good. Yes. Oh, it is? And he's like, duh. And he's like, all right, let's go pray to the blood god tree and the bloody tree yeah the bloody tree and become part of this frat and <laughs> then they like became part of the frat and were like totally in sync and whatever and his puppy ghost comes back with the people hand and he's like where'd you get that and the puppy was like mm-hmm. i just found this hand it was sitting here i thought that you would like it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I I didn't I that does not bode well for our heroes. It does not. Okay, and that is the wall. That is the wall. And maybe uh, you should go to Dothraki. Yeah, that's next. yeah, that's next. Vice Dos Rock, and they are uh, Khaleesi is having like the super bonding moment with Pex, and she's bonding the Pex hair and talking about it's like you know what would be great if you like took the Iron Throne. It's like I don't need a throne. I need a horse. He's like no, but it's pretty nice. No woman, you don't get it. He's I like, I only horse. need horse. <laughs> I only need horse. I don't want to ride these wooden horse things you refer to as boats across the sea because I probably can't swim or something. Like, my headcanon is also, he has, like, a, he's one of those, like, really tough dudes, but if you throw him in, like, a small pool of water, he'll be like, oh, oh, God, And start screaming like oh, a little Jesus. girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, sort of like in Robin Hood Men in Tights where little John is, like, thrown into the small stream and he's, like, pretending to, like, drown it, even though it's, like, I mean, you can drown in, like, a bucket of water, so it doesn't take much water to drown. (laughs) But, I mean, just supporting himself on his pecs, he could, like, stay out of that small amount of water. Yeah. Anyways. um, (laughs) On to more important things. Khaleesi almost gets, like, super poisoned. And also, Jorah gets a pardon to just, like, peace out and go home. 
Yes, but he I think it's important to, to mention it's who very, this this came from. Who this Varys, part, yes, definitely Varys, because it's his little boy spies. Yes, his it, this, the the boy is all like the spider says that you have this paw, then you can return to your lands, and then runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's all like, "Ow, frack that!" Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, it is about to get poisoned. Yeah, it is becoming a lot more clear that he has. Some feelings for Khaleesi. I don't know yes. how, how much of the love it is, but he definitely, I don't know, yeah. he's, like, taken to It's her. like there's this weird thing where he started out, like, Team Robert, and he's like, nah, I'm, I'm Team Khaleesi now. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. He just, like, as a person, he would rather follow her. Yes. Whether there are feelings beyond that remains to be seen, but it's sort of there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and he can also get any horse he wants. Yes, because he saved the, he saved Daenerys. Yes, and that was that was a ballsy scene, and I yeah. loved there were there were so many shots of people's faces close up. I know I've never seen so many people's faces close up. It's the first time it I was. realized Khaleesi's eyes are like crazy. I know, they, like everyone has crazy. like cool eyes, and then that guy is just like made to walk naked. But the big important thing is that um, they. Robert made the dumb choice, and Ned was right, because they poked the beehive, and now all the Dothraki are going to come and wreck them. Yeah, it's be- kind of funny, because this whole, like, poisoning thing is just the catalyst to make Drogo be like, okay, now I'm taking this throw. Yeah, exactly. He would have never done it if, like, his son had not been threatened, di- and Khaleesi had been threatened directly. Yeah. So, that's what screwed them. <laughs> yes. It would have taken another, at least, decade just to, like, of, like, the sort of typical, like, husband-wife thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be... Oh, goodness, can we... Ah, uh, never mind. I was gonna make a Princess Bride reference instead of Humperdinck. It's like, Iron Throne, Iron Throne! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, but, let's see. Now, back to King's Landing. Actually, let's everything... pause here, because this episode didn't start in King's Landing. It started someplace else. And oh, let's talk about that no. for a second. Recap for okay. us. Okay, well that was fun. Yeah. Castle Stark had drugged out Frodo Baggins and Theon Greyjoy, yeah, that guy. Yes. Talking, and it's just so great, because he's, like, throwing his weight around as, like, being, like, a faux lord, and she's all, like, she, her, the thing with it is she's goading him, but at the same time she's being 100% real with him, and that she doesn't right. get the things, and she's referring to things from her perspective, and his from his, and he sees himself as superior, but she's just like, we're two people. She's like, what did you do to become superior? And he's like, uh, bah, the bah, I was uh, born, it's like, uh, but you can't be lord to your father's head, right? Well, uh, yeah, mm, good point, drugged out Frodo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that is important, and while I was not referencing that, though, so... It was good, but yes, that was a good scene. It is good, but I'm talking about our first introduction to Tywin, uh, Lannister. Oh my goodness! So... We got to see Big Boss Lannister as he chopped up the deer head to put into people's beds. <laughs> it's what's gonna happen. It is what's gonna happen. But he is like a million percent what I thought he was going to be—just like Cold Father, that's like calculating and uh-huh. and he. Okay, if you don't see that their mafia prioritizes family name over everything, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he had this like real heart to heart with Jamie about like, you know, you have all the talent and the skills and you've been given this position and yet you don't take the king. Like, what are you doing? It's not about you and your life or like your children's life or people after that. It's about our name and how we live on through history and you are not like seizing our place in history right now. Yeah, he's just a, you're just a glorified guard right now. Exactly. And that's not moving us anywhere. To two kings, a mad king and a drunk. <laughs> yes, a mad king and a drunk. 
Oh my goodness. And speaking of which, uh, something bad happened to Robert this episode that kickstarted he, a lot of he bad got, events. Okay, well we'll talk more theories later, but the facts are is he got gored by a boar. Gored and, by a boar. And he he's he's the dead. He dies and he leaves the realm with Ned as Lord Protector and all this business. And while this is going on, Ned is like trying to be super honorable and like, okay, we're gonna do this the right way, we're gonna wait for him to be hundred percent dead. And then we're going to go, and I'm going to, like, take my place and, like, make sure that no one steps on the throne. Yeah. And everyone is coming and telling these different things. Like, Rinley comes in, and he's all like, you know, I should be king. We should take out my sister because she's not the good. You mean take out Cersei? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah who is not his sister. Yeah. Uh, he, well, he's mentioning He's mentioning, yeah, well, and, it would be sister-in-law. And sister it's in funny because he wants to take Joffrey... And, yeah. like, have Ned groom him to be king. Right. Or with... Well, that's the, what Littlefinger with, wants. Well, that... Well, Rinley led on with that, but then he went to the more like, you know, I could be king. That yes. would be... That would Which be, is funny, because that's yeah. exactly how it was raised with Loras a couple episodes ago. Like, Loras is yeah. shaving, and he's like, you know, you could be king. And it's funny, because that's, like, the first time it ever, like, occurred to him. Now, obviously not, but yeah. the first time anyone's ever, like, pushed it to him. Right. Key thing to point out, though, is that Ned is is vouching for Stannis, who we have not yet seen in the show, who is oh, Renly's yeah. older brother, oh, and technically gosh. next in line for succession okay. yeah, to become king. And that makes the total sense. Yes. And then for Renly him. is all just like, uh, Stannis is a really good military commander, but I mean, like... How has that been that, going So, so was Robert, and that hasn't really worked <laughs> out for us. Yep. Uh, so yes. So continue. Um, and aside from that... We also have Littlefinger. He had a little expose, HBO style, with his ladies yeah. about, like, getting what he wants through, like, other means. It's and funny, he, like, he literally just is, like, basically monologuing his entire backstory while this, like... Uh, like, HBO scene between these ladies HBO... Like, make them believe it. Oh, and also, here's my backstory. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, I know what's going over there is, you know, like, filling a quota, I guess, of sexy scenes you need to have, but, yeah. you know, like, this is really what's important <laughs> but it's in my conversation. Like, like, if you're trying to watch this thing and, like, keep your eyes, like, pure and virgin, you can't, because they drop, like, important plot facts. Right. It's, like, very important we get this side of him and yeah. that. And it was interesting also to find out that Catelyn was not originally going for Ned, but his brother who died, and then she got Ned. Right. Which is But it's also interesting to point out that Littlefinger fought Ned's brother in a duel to yeah. win Catelyn. And, oh, and then she's like, oh, but and he's, he's just a boy, don't do it. And yep. then that was, like, kicking to the, like, the heart and the balls and, like, everything. Yes, it, it was everything. And, but it, Littlefinger is quick to point out, he's like, I learned today that, or I learned that day that you don't fight, like, on their terms. You mm -hmm. fight on different terms entirely. You don't fight so their way. he makes his own terms. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so there's just this, like, whole, like, bombardment on Ned of all these things. He also has that scene with Cersei where he basically tells her, it's like, listen, I'm going to, like, let it fly that, you know, Stannis should be the next rightful heir because Joffrey is, you know, you're in Jamie's child and honor, honor, honor. And she's like, listen, honey, you either win or die in this game. You're probably going to die because you're Sean Bean. And he's like, what? And she's like, never mind. I have things to... Not plot. Wink. Mm. <laughs> Basically. Which leads us to the smash ending we have. Oh, my lands. So explain um, what happened so there. So Ned rolls in there thinking that Littlefinger's got his back with all the, like, golden... He basically people. buying out the King's Guard. Yeah, and he's like, okay, like, this makes sense. The Town Guard should be able to stand up and, like, stand for this and all this. And he goes in there and he hands 
Um, uh, older lands to do Bannister, Bala, Who are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> he hands... The, oh, you mean the, the knight? Yeah. That's Sir Barristan. Okay, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Sir Barista. Um, <laughs> reads so out the thing. That's awesome. He I reads it. These. And is like, you are, you are a straight shooter. You always give my expresso to me correctly. <laughs> and he's like, yo, Joffrey's not supposed to be the king. So he's like, yeah, he is. And, and he's like, tears oh, no, and he's like, well, look at this. And then she just rips yeah, up the paper. Like, and nope. Joffrey's like, am I king now, mommy? And she's like, yes. Yeah, now kill everyone. And Ned's like, we don't want this to go to this. Guards, take them to their quarters. And then Xerxes, like, does the head movements to Varys. And Varys are like, well, not Varys, to Littlefinger. Littlefinger's yeah, little like, Meh. And it's funny because you don't see Varys in all of this. I feel like he just, like, slipped away. He's like, oh, so this is how it's going to go down. I'm out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would actually, like, want to watch that a lot more closely to see if, like, he just, like, pretended to go into the, the room and then he just, like, closed the door and waited Well, there. you did see him right beside, like, Ned yeah. for a little bit there. So I want to know what, like, happened to him. <laughs> well, but that's, like, a moot point. But the whole idea is, like, the episode ends with, like, all of his guards getting killed, and then Ned has a knife to his throat, and little Fringer brings him, he's like, you know what, I first met you, I told you not to trust me, and then we have, like, fade to black, and I'm like, Sean Bean, don't you, Sean Bean! <laughs> and then there we go. It's there, you can tell just by how fast Zach is talking uh, that he was very excited and has lots of feelings not, about this episode. It's not okay. <laughs> so I gotta, I wanna dive right into it, and get right to the heart of what's going on in this episode. So... First off, you've already hinted to it a little bit, but <laughs> as you're with your feelings about uh, Tywin, but this is your first time you've seen him. Give me, give me your impressions. He is on exactly him. what I thought he would be. He is cold to his children. He is he like there is no love in their family. He just wants and ends to a means. It doesn't, re- and he knows his son's the thing to get it. It's more like his son is a tool that's not working correctly. But since that tool is a living being, he has to like coax it to do the thing right. that he considers right. And I also think that it's great that he's just, like, going about his business and, like, lecturing his son. Like, it's no thing. Like, he didn't take the time to even, like, look at him during half of this conversation. Mm-hmm. He sat there and, like... Carved sk- up that deer. Yeah, <laughs> carved up a deer. And is like, you know, this is what needs to happen. You should get on it. I can't let you run your life, but I will judge you mm-hmm. for every last single thing you do, and I will exploit your daddy issues. And Jamie's like... Uh, and are you going to say witty quip? Yeah. Go ahead, say it. I, <laughs> Nothing. I love you, Dad. Crickets. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out, too, that there's some interesting symbolism there where we're having this conversation about legacies with Tywin and mm-hmm. Jamie, and oh my he's sitting there and carving <gasps> a big deer. A- Dear, oh my god, that's Baratheon House. Uh, yes, it's like uh, the realization in Zach's voice. It's just so worth it oh, there. Jesus. <laughs> um, if that wasn't foreshadowing, I don't know what was. Yeah. Um, but I want to. There's. Okay. So the interesting thing about that scene for me is that. So Tywin's sitting there and he's just like, you know, like, listen, son, you need to act like you're a Lannister. You need to, mm-hmm. like, stop messing around. And, like, it's not explicitly said there, but, like, Jamie doesn't really, like, say one way or another how he feels about that. In fact, he yeah. almost seems very reluctant to, he like, take yeah. up his dad's offer. So what do you make of that? I, oh, man, he seems like he's a man that got put in a great position. And the thing with being like that is, is a lot of people expect things of you. So how often are his actual wants and needs met? Mm-hmm. How many people, like, recognize him for him rather than just, like, 
his family name or like killing the king. Right. I feel like he could have like a lot of just like identity issues. Like that could just be hard. It made me sympathize a little bit more with him. Mm-hmm. I still don't necessarily like him. Yes. But I can understand a lot better why he is the person he is today. Yeah. I you know, I think it's gonna be a thing that you're gonna see as the show moves on more is how like I think it's gonna muddle things up a little bit because when we start, we're definitely very like you know pro Starks, and we really want to <laughs> see how the Starks like like the Starks are moral and upright, and you really want to see them succeed. And as the show goes on, we start to see more or less everybody in the show in a sort of a justifying light. And yeah. this is sort of the first the first signs of this too. Yeah, because the thing with it is is. If you've built good characters, no character is completely one-sided. Yeah, I agree. That's something I've really enjoyed about Game of Thrones yeah. as I've gotten into it over time, is especially in the books, too, because when you're reading mm-hmm. the books, like they're switching around all these characters' perspectives, and you're in their heads, and you understand oh, yeah, you can't you know, get like, that. Why, why they feel like that. And you kind of miss out on that in the show a little bit. Uh, well, I don't necessarily want to know all Jon right. Snow's mopes. Oh, dear. <laughs> but... I I think there's some great acting in this that really draws you into it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, I sat oh, there watching that scene with, with Tywin and Jamie, and I'm just, like, sitting there, yeah. like, so wrapped up in it, because, like, Jamie's not saying anything, and yet by not saying anything, he's saying so much about his character, mm-hmm. you know, there. And then just, like, all the mannerisms Tywin has, it's just, it's very, yeah. it's very bizarre, and just... Oh, my goodness, dysfunctional really, families really all great around to watch. for everyone. <laughs> um, so... But I kind of want to compare and contrast two things that are, are, keep coming up, particularly in this episode. Okay. So you have that scene where uh, Tywin's like, basically, like, the legacy of our family is everything. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're going to die, but our legacy is going to live on. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. And then you contrast that with, like, the whole thing that um, uh, Theon and uh, her name hasn't... I don't think her name's been mentioned yet in the show, but her name Her name is drugged out Frodo Baggins. <laughs> but let's her, be real. Her name is Asha. Oh, and, that's or Osha. Sorry, Asha. <laughs> this is confusing because <laughs> oh my Theon, Theon has a sister in the book whose name is Asha. Oh, and they changed it oh for the show oh, because Asha and Osha were too were too oh. similar. So it's Osha is the name of that woman there. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Now anyway. I'm just gonna think of health violations and like. <laughs> now I'm getting picture with the construction. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they're having this conversation in Winterfell about how, like, oh, you did nothing to earn that name. Like, it's your mm-hmm. legacy, but you did nothing to earn it. And um, I think it's sort of interesting because even the, the, on the wall, they talk about that, too. Like, everything you do yes. on the wall, you get and you earn for yourself. And these are two paradigms that seem to exist in the world there mm-hmm. that a lot of people seem to bring up as equally important. So yeah. my question is, based off of what you've seen so far, which one do you think is more which one do you think is the more functional paradigm like what's the way that which which one is the way the world actually works here oh are oh, names important names and works. legacies more important or are deeds and um actions regardless of name and so legacy? so far we've seen more names because mm-hmm. the names have the advantage and the people who use the names right tend to be able to win mm-hmm uh, not that there is not merit to the things that everyone else is doing. I find more merit to the, you know, you earn what you get kind of thing, because mm-hmm. that would literally have solved, like, all this s- mess that yes. is happening now. Because <laughs> this mess is a soup of, like, names and power being dropped due to these names. Yeah. Um. So the game is really being run and by yet, names. Daenerys 
is sort of like runs in the face of that because yes, she oh, has yeah. the right name, but that name doesn't mean anything in Westeros anymore. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything in Westeros, it means maybe even less in Essos where she is right now. Mm-hmm. And yet she's building herself up from the ground. Yes, there, and she's sort of she's sort of flying in the face of that. But think about the climate that she's in. That's a place where everything is earned through merit. Everything mm-hmm. over there is. If she were to try and do the same thing in Westeros. We probably need to see her name. She'd probably just be an off-screen death. <laughs> Possibly. 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 Well, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, the name that she has, the the Targaryen name is sort of like the kickoff point. Well, know? and yeah, and think about it. That's probably the whole reason why she even got to meet Drogo and well, all that. Well, it really is. Because they pulled family that's, connections. That's the only reason why she's there in the first place, because, I mean, we're thinking back all the way to episode one, she's sold to the Dothraki so that mm-hmm. Viserys can get an army. And, exactly. you know, that didn't work out that way. Yeah. But, I mean, it's funny because even her, even though, like, all her successes, like, after that were hers, mm-hmm. it would not have started if not for her family name. That's true. It is very true. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Now, whether or not that paradigm remains throughout the rest of the show, we'll have exactly. to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's, yeah. Definitely in season one, there's these powerful names that you're seeing. And yet... This episode sort of hinged around people who kind of weren't maybe the most powerful mm-hmm. uh, in terms of name and legacy, namely uh, Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Littlefinger kind of showed his true colors today but a little bit. Exactly. He. The thing with it is, is they have so much more sway, and that was even seen from like the first few episodes, like where they're running the council and like how the kingdom goes. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because Varys and he are just so very. They know mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing, uh-huh. <laughs> and they only swing their weight when they know they are going to be in the exact. And yeah, right it spot. wasn't Varys who sort of tipped his hand and, and said, you know, like, sorry, I'm working with, I've been working with the Lannisters the whole time. It was, exactly. it was uh, Littlefinger, gosh, who, who did, and yet, do, and yet he, um, he, um. He made that promise uh, several episodes back that he was going to protect Ned for Catelyn's sake. Yeah. So, the question for for you on this one is, do you think those things are specifically at odds? Do you think he maybe backstabbed his oath to Catelyn it, by or, betraying Ned? Yeah, I, like, the thing with it is, is especially in the cutoff at the end, is maybe this is part of his ploy, maybe this is the only way he thinks that he can keep Ned safe in the end. Is or it could just be betraying him? Like, my... Hopeful side ones to say it's like, oh, this is, you know, maybe his one chance to, like, maybe get Ned out of the city or, like, Mm -hmm. say he'll dispose of him or something, you know, very super hopeful. Or it could just be it's like, you know, oh, no, the Lannisters turned on me, your husband's dead. I'm sorry, Catelyn, cry into my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. So, I mean, that's, like, the obvious choice, but I'm hoping for the sort of he's working an angle within an angle within an angle. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time that maybe we focus on maybe the most important uh, bit of this episode. And it happens near the beginning. It's Cersei and Ned's conversation in the garden where she drops oh. the title. She drops two titles in one. She drops the episode title and she, tr- <laughs> she and she drops the show title yeah. right there. And she and she tells him in the in the garden as Ned says, "Listen, I know the truth about you and Jamie. I know that your children are his. I know that they have no name. They have they have no claim to the throne." Um, so you need to get to safety, and I'm going to tell Robert when he comes back. And then she's like, haha, no. And... Oh my goodness. And can we even start to talk about how Robert 
like I love that Varys brought up the fact that you know like Robert was getting super drunk and then put into a thing. I don't mm. think that Sir Knight Barista may have been in on it, but I definitely think that that death was another fracking yeah. mafia Lannistrino setup. I mean, it's kind of funny how Varys is like, oh, like, who else was with the king? And then uh, Sir Barristan is like, oh, yeah, uh, well, the king's squire, Sir Lancel, was there. And then mm-hmm. and then Varys is like, oh, he's such a fine young Lannister, wink, wink, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of subtlety in that scene was amazing. It, it was wonderful. But anyway, getting back to Cersei in the garden there, uh, so she very point blankly says, uh, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Mm-hmm. And it's like Ned sits there and he's just like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And it's almost like he doesn't, he doesn't realize how much he's been playing the game well, already. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I know it's just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. you, I, you really watch this go on and like Ned's investigation of this just become moves I mean, it's so pure-hearted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, like, trying to find the truth. He's doing Whereas, what the like, do. any number of people could have played that in their favor to mm-hmm. gain a throne. And yet Ned didn't, because he was just trying to do the right thing. Exactly. Because um, if he got real sneaky, he could pull out some of Robert's other heirs. Yes. Like, that could be backup-proof. Other bastards. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, backup-proof to, you know, like, you know, these people all have black hair. He has yellow hair. It doesn't... It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, geneticist person. Yeah, to figure this out. Yeah. Um, so, but my question is, so Cersei very clearly says, like, if you are playing the game at all, there's only two fates that you have, and it's either you win or you die. Um, and, um, so, as a, as a fun little exercise here... Um, let's talk about characters in the show right now, and if you have to sort them into, mm. into a category right now as they are, where do you think they fall? Mm. So, and th- this kind of mirrors what we were talking about. Alive or dead? Well, I mean, like, do you see, do you see them more likely to be winners or more likely to be losers of the game? So, so we can start easy, just like we did the last time we did an exercise similar to this. Uh, we'll start with Ned. He's freaking losing so hard. Yes, so we're he, putting him more on the dead side. Yeah, unfortunately, because the thing with it is, is he had all the right to advantages and stuff, and he missed them. He literally mm-hmm. just, he just, like, put on his honor suit and was like, no, no. Yes, yep, yep. But what about Catelyn? What do you think? Do you think she's more on the, do you think she's more on the, uh, win or lose side? Well, it depends on how, um... The fact that all this Lancer stuff goes down just adds more validity to her claims. So in a sense, that's a win to her, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything, right? But I mean, like long term, do you see her more being someone who could play the game well and therefore playing the game for keeps or playing the game? I see Catelyn as being someone who could actually play the game, unlike her husband. Mm-hmm. So knowing where the Lancers stand for a hundred percent and getting people sort of behind that, I feel mm-hmm. like she could play the game. I think that Catelyn could get on the winning side. Okay, but I think that her husband is just screwed almost beyond yeah. all measure. But what about Tyrion? <sighs> I- Tyrion's Tyrion. He's gonna win wherever he goes. All he does is win, 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 no <laughs> Which matter what. Which is funny. I feel like, even though you say that, I feel like like his wins are just like barely eking out a win when he's just about to lose. Yeah. Like, every time you've seen him. Well, the thing is, is, he's used to being the underdog, and he uses that to his advantage. Yeah. Every time. Right. Um, okay. And it's funny, because he knows, even his father mentioned that he's an asset, and that, you know, he's part of the family, and yeah. everyone that goes down in the family is like, 
a smirch on their name. So yeah. even though I'm sure Tyrion, yeah, Tyrion already said he hates his father, he knows that he can use him just right. because he's a Lannister. That's true. Um, I think it's pretty obvious where Cersei maybe falls on the on that spectrum, she, right now at least. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe even Tywin to a greater extent since we kind of see him in this episode. Mm-hmm. But what about um, some other characters like uh, Renly? Oh boy! Do you think he can play the game, or does he? Do you think he cannot play the game? No, I'm not in the way that he would die. But I think that when Lannisters like took, it's he's he's where he's gonna be. He, there's no way to move, and that's right. part of the reason why. Oh, that should have been like the biggest freaking death flag to Ned that right. he just because I mean, yeah, Randley hightailed it out of there, which might say something about how smart he actually is. Exactly, because he knew that it would be only a matter of time getting out. Mm. Might have no, it wasn't. It might have. It was one of the smartest choices that was made. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Varys? I see. The thing with it is, is he plays. So far back from everyone, no one can pin him for anything. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, he can just do it like, well, you told me to do that, mm-hmm. and it makes sense to do this. Like, he always seems to have some sort of logic or some sort of quip or some sort of dirt on someone that would keep anyone from ever messing with him. He's, we've already called him, like, a, he is still the total wild card because yeah. all sides use Varys. Oh, I know. And Varys uses all sides. I, I, it's crazy because, like, he, like, so, like, when Ned shows up, he's very friendly with Ned, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet he's also, like, buddy-buddy with the Lannisters when they're having conversations exactly. with him. Exactly. And then, yet he's also sort of outing like, the Lannisters' dirt to other people. And mm-hmm. it's just a little you, bit strange. You gotta think that he's been doing that for everyone. It's just, you know, the it's the same for everyone. He's right. buddy-buddy to everyone, but he gets buddy-buddy to them by giving them what they need to do about everyone else. Mm-hmm. So he's like unnecessary evil that everyone lets happen. Right. What about Daenerys? I think it's a key thing to state here. If Daenerys... <laughs> I mean, Daenerys is in an entirely different battlefield, you know, with, but still, uh, with what she's in right now. I I think that she is winning, especially by keeping Jorah... Especially since Jorah still stayed in her camp, mm-hmm. and now that she's, like, getting actually what she wants and, like, making the... Uh, all of the riders and band together mm-hmm. i mean that is a, a supreme win it's for almost her. like she did for their society but she didn't exactly like do it of her own accord like it oh, just sort of happened it was just sort of circumstance that lined that exactly, up exactly but she she played it she did play well it enough. enough the thing with it is that's one of the first time i think she's actually had to play the game and she mm. did all right through her connections I, you see it's almost it's weird too because i'm you sit there and kind of wonder like what would she have done if the like the the attempted assassination didn't happen, what would mm-hmm. she have done to convince Drogo that this is what they need to do? Exactly, and she didn't have another game. She took, she seized the opportunity basically just by doing... By, like, doing to. nothing, too. She just yeah. let that situation ride. Um, well, I also feel as if she knew that kind of that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so maybe maybe her not saying anything is the best way she could have played the game. Because of, yeah, because the thing is that if she had told Drogo, it's like, they tried to kill me, you should go get them. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been his decision. I feel like he would have been slightly more hesitant, but it would have happened. Mm-hmm. Or he would have done it some other way, you know? Right. The fact that she let him come to it by himself was maybe the smartest thing she did, and I think that to a certain degree she realized that. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I have one last question before we get into our weekly wrap-up questions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we've been talking, well, okay, it's been talked about a little bit in some of the episodes we've been watching, but Stannis has been coming up more and more, yeah. and uh, Ned is very dead set on making Stannis uh, the new king, just because by by right, that's how that should work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's next in line for succession, because all of Robert's kids are bastards, mm-hmm. so, um, so Stannis is next in line. And Renly is quick to point out, uh, Stannis might not be the best guy for this job. Exactly. So, um, just like we did for Tywin before Tywin popped up in the show, okay. I want to know what your impressions are of Stannis. Like, oh. what kind of person do you think Stannis is? He, they have painted him to be, like, the perfect soldier, so I feel like he is off doing, like, in any kingdom, especially when it's as big as they are, there's, like, border skirmishes, so I feel like mm-hmm. he's doing that, because much like his brother, he probably just loves the act of bloodshed. I don't, I don't see him as being the brightest tool in the box. Mm-hmm. Like maybe fantastic militarily, but I don't know. He's one of those figures that maybe wouldn't be perceived as the best king. He wouldn't necessarily make the best choices. Maybe doing things more on flight of rage. Like his brother, even though he was a drunk and not very good, had a certain level of discretion and knew that the people he had in place could run his kingdom. That's true. I don't know if Stannis would necessarily know that. <laughs> So, so would you say that Stannis is more like Robert or more like Renly? Where would you line him on that spectrum? Um, more like Robert, definitely, because they have the whole soldier thing. I feel like a lot of the conversation would be the same. It's like, oh, did you do the eight? Ha ha ha, wine. <laughs> uh, and what about um, overall stability? Like, um, mm. because that's something to be said for a lot of these characters who are, become powerful. Okay. Thing does do you think that? Stannis could make his claims stable. No. And I think you can almost see it in the reactions that people had. Because Ned knows it's the honorable thing to do, but I think deep down he didn't necessarily want to. Because mm-hmm. when anyone ever like mentions this, it's just sort of like this sort of awkward understanding of, uh, mm-hmm. mm, maybe not. And the fact that like Ned almost even conceded, like you could see like in his facial expressions, even though he said nothing, that he considered... Like, in his brain. Maybe, you know, Renly be better, but, you know, well, like, the it's, honor sh- switch was put on. He's like, mm-mm. Yeah, well, I know, like, he, he goes so far to say as, like, like, Littlefinger tells him, like, if you follow your honor and make Stannis king, war is going to erupt. Yeah. You could play this so much smarter just by how you deal with Joffrey and Cersei, yeah. and there will be no war. And Ned's like, well, too bad, there's going to be war, because I need to stick to, like, honor has to be upheld. Yeah, which is funny, because the honorable choice may have been one of the worst ones. <laughs> it might have been, um, which brings us, I think, into our weekly wrap-up questions. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start right there with plans. Who had the best plan this week, and who had the worst? Cersei wins. <laughs> Cersei wins for best. Um. Well, yeah. Well, uh, let me see. I'm I'm staying in Westeros. I'm not going over. The thing with it is, Khaleesi wins on a lot of things all the time. I'm going more to Westeros because Cersei. Knew That's was where going things on. are moving and shaking. Yeah. Cersei knew what was going on, and she played it just right. Mm-hmm. Got everyone her side she needed, and Ned's like super honor driven. We're gonna do this in the set order and lead the most predictable way possible. Played directly into her hands so his is definitely worst yeah but i what about plans moving forward so like um like khaleesi's plan 
to Daenerys being like, I'm, we're gonna lead the, my Dothraki across the sea, uh, you know, Ned's plan to be like, I'm gonna make Stannis king somehow, um, like, the, moving forward, who do you think has the best plan, like, outside of this episode? Hmm. Then I, then I really do have to go back and say Khaleesi because she, she got legitimately so what she and like, then. <laughs> that whole, that whole plan that, like, had been tried to have been set in motion before by her brother, like, is actually happening. Except it's working because, not because she's just, like, yeah. I'm acting like an entitled brat. She, yeah, like, exactly. worked to earn the trust of these people. Yeah, exactly. It's been, like, a thing of trust and, like, winning mm-hmm. your husband over, like, totally and completely. And, yeah, she really has, like, worked the hardest to get exactly what she wanted. Mm. Everyone over in Westeros is, like, scrabbling for things as they show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though Xerxes like had control, she she probably she had to like do some stuff behind the scenes and do things. And this is like she would have re- just rather had you know Ned could be the hand, he could mm-hmm. be like the loyal lapdog, and they could send him up to the north again, and it would everything would be like super beautiful, great, and we wouldn't have to worry about anything else. So <laughs> she just kind of took charge in a way she didn't necessarily. Well, I don't know. To a certain degree, she probably does want Ned just dead. But I mean, the tactful Lannisters tend to keep people alive to kill later in ways that seem less suspicious so it seems <laughs> it does seem that way doesn't it they like their rigged deck <laughs> um do. let's talk about stark of the week which is gonna be a difficult question since um, really ned. only ned, ned and ned and ned well john snow was there too if you want to consider him a part of like the stark gang no, so you could get him john stark snow. the week no he was he was dumb and he was a brat this week <laughs> <laughs> So Ned gets Stark of the Week by default. Uh, yeah, because John was all like, "Oh, behind," and and then he whined about it, not seeing for it for what it really was. Yeah, exactly. until Sam was like, "Uh, Listen. so this is this." Wait, his name actually Sam? Yeah, it's Sam. Oh, I just called him Sam Wise because the obvious like Frodo Sam relationship. No, yeah, his them. name is Samwell Tarly. Oh my gosh, Sam Wise Gamgee. It's kind of funny that you. It's kind of funny you bring that up because uh, it was actually like. An homage to Tolkien. They have like the best friend character for you know oh be be named Sam. <laughs> oh my lands. Um, well, good good for George R. <laughs> that is a good one to do. I it, it's a it. fun little one in there. I appreciate it um, a lot. So th- there's a lot of death in this episode. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, it's all happens real quick, real flashy. And we're not sure where everybody stands there. <laughs> so, but best death, worst death, right now. Who has it? I mean, once again, I usually give best deaths to the people who just get, like, killed real quick without really even realizing it. So, like, you know, one of the random guards that got impaled first. Yeah, that's Because it's sort of those things, like, it's sad, but, like, they're done. And definitely Robert to worse, because he got killing, killed doing what he loved, and he had to, like, suffer. He and did. And he's just kind of, like, just had to, like, go through the whole, well crap, I don't really have any more time to fix anything I've done wrong. I'm sorry, Ned. Try and do better at everything right. for me. You know, honestly, though, if it were me, I would flip-flop him and say that, <laughs> that like, he had the best death just because, like, he died not knowing all of, like, the crap that was about to happen. Like, he died yeah. thinking, Ned's gonna raise my son, uh, he's gonna be a better man mm. than I was. Well, the kingdom's and of course, gonna be okay. We never even got to address the whole like him being poisoned slowly over time thing. <laughs> yeah, 
But I mean, like, and he died, you know, high on opium and (laughs) wine, and he died, you know, in bed, and Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe somebody squeezed in a hooker for him. Ah, he probably, yeah. (laughs) That's why I told everyone else to get out. (laughs) Uh, So Uh, that's what I would have done if it were me. I don't know. I, I still think that that is sort of just, like, the saddest for him, because he knows that he wanted to do better, and to like die in that sort of way he probably would have rather died in battle yeah. as a soldier dying in a bed but could you imagine mm. robert like you know fat robert not able to fit into his jousting armor several episodes ago you know like trying to die victoriously in battle like i just feel like it would be just yeah. anticlimactic i but i feel like he would have been happier Sadly, I mean, like, to us normal people, that wouldn't seem right, but I feel like he would die with a smile on his face. Dying in his own bed, I feel like there would have been, like, a tear rolling down his eye, and then I would have been even yeah. more sad. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, let's move on, then, uh, to our question of who you give the crown this week, which okay. I know is going to be a difficult question, because, I mean, yes, you have obvious power plays by Cersei and Littlefinger, and maybe some other people. But maybe they're not the most obvious ones to get the no. crown. So no, no. I want to know who you're going to give the crown this week based upon how well they played the game. Oh my gosh. That is tough. Because, once again, the obvious choice is sort of Xerxes for actually giving, you know, her son the crown. Mm-hmm. It's sort of hard to give she the is. obvious ones. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessary. I mean, even though Joffrey has the not, crown right yeah, now, it's, it's but not settled. It's, it's who well, it's how well they play the game. Did she play it better than other people? Uh, but then we go back to like Khaleesi in the other corner where did she do very much to get where she was at? You know, it's, this not is a really, really, she just sort of reacted exactly, this episode. This is a real tough week to, to sort of decide. Cause I feel better things happened over in good old Easteros. In Essos. Yeah, Easteros. <laughs> <laughs> in Pectoros. In Pector. No, they're out of Pectoros. Oh dear. They're in Easteros, and then they're in Vyastothrach. And then you spit on the it's ground. It's fun to say. Like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Drogo's like in that last scene where he's running oh, around. Oh, he was spitting all there. There's so much spit. It was amazing. Good job. Good job, Drogo actor. You you earned it. <laughs> um, um, anyway, we're off topic. We're off topic. But. I'm I'm still going to give it to Cersei, just okay. because. And especially because when you think of all the stuff that had to happen behind the scenes that she was doing. That you we don't see happen. Yeah, you know, that we don't see happen to get what happened to happen, mm-hmm. and happen in a way that definitely went in her favor. I feel like we have to give... It's funny, we have to give her the crown when her son's the one who gets it, but, you know, she's ultimately the one who did it. Yeah. Um, so... I have to ask, too... Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how hopeful are you? Uh, I know, I know, it's kind of hard to have hope after the ending and not knowing where things are going to go. The thing go. with it is, is since he didn't get killed at the ep- end of the episode, I'm a lot more hopeful than I probably should be. I'm seventy five percent hopeful for that. You know, freak little finger like keeps true to his word to Catelyn thing. Yeah. So, but I mean, out of ten, like, are you saying seven point five out of ten? Is seven point five. I mean, I mean, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's more hopeful than you were at episode one. You were at, at a seven in episode I one. I know, but this is a 7.5. Oh, dear. <laughs> because, oh, don't say that. I can't I, take it back. Uh, you can't take it back. I think, it, it, you know, I'll just let you cling on to the, this sliver of hope <laughs> while you can. Yeah, uh, so yeah. what, like, the first five seconds of the next episode is like... 
Ned Stark gets slit. Well, dang it. You had to make us wait a week for that. (laughs) (laughs) You've got, you know, what we got eight, nine, and ten left. You got three episodes left. Three episodes of throat slitting. I'm just, you know, we're gonna, we're just gonna see what happens, okay? Uh... Um, so... As always, Zach, it has been a pleasure watching you watch this, particularly this episode. episode. You, I I can't even describe (laughs) to you guys just watching Zach being like, no, as things are happening and his reactions. Oh my goodness. My reaction to like Khaleesi, I was getting pointed like, no, the baby. Yeah. The baby. He's literally like crying about the baby, not even like realizing like, you know, like if if she drinks poison, like, it's going to kill her, Okay, too. so, because here's my exact thought process during that time, to elucidate to Cameron. My thought was that she would get poisoned to a small degree, live, and then the baby would miscarry. Oh. That was, like, my total thought thing. You you were thinking, like, way out ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. But <laughs> see, you see these, like, reactions, you think, oh, he dumb, but I'm actually, there's a brain working up here. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. No, I, I, I never mean to insinuate that you're stupid, Zach. No, I'm just saying. But, but <laughs> I'm just saying that when it comes to Game of Thrones, you just don't know a lot of things yet. Oh well, no, and I, and I can't. And it is just so fun watching you uh, dive into this world. Um, if love. you've been enjoying Zach and this, uh, in his exploration of this, mm-hmm. uh, you can follow us on yes, a number please. of mediums. Uh, we're on Twitter at useful yep. NPCs. Also yes. on Tumblr at useful NPCs. Yes. Useful NPCs. Um, and at YouTube and at YouTube. At useful um, NPCs. So yeah, uh, you can follow us there. We do a lot of gaming videos on our, yeah. uh, YouTube channel. So feel free to check us out there. Uh, if you've got some questions maybe for Zach, some oh, yeah. leading questions, uh, really ramp up your season two questions because yes. we're getting here to, towards the end of season one and stuff's going to start unwinding pretty quick here. Yeah. So if you got a good question for the upcoming season, like, you know, give us a, sh- a shout out, you know, mm-hmm. comment on our YouTube channel, hit us up on Twitter, on yeah. Tumblr. Uh, especially do Twitter. I sort of run the Tumblr and it's safer to do it on the Twitter so that Cameron sees it and yeah. most likely not me. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, just leave that, you know, like with some spoiler tags on it so Zach doesn't read it or whatnot. Oh, uh, please. Because, yeah, and especially no spoilers too because that's what makes this so good is Zach's, like, virginal way that he's gotten into this. <laughs> Uh, I know, right? Anyway, um, so, uh, so there's that there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have to tune in, uh, next, next time to see how Zach reacts to some interesting events here. Uh, are you, are you excited, Zach, for this? I've never been this kind of excited. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> He's literally having trouble putting his excitement into words. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are going to have to check it out next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Yeah, all right. We love well, you. you <laughs> well, Zach loves you. I, I do, really. <laughs> really and truly. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see you next time. All right, see you. Bye. Bye.